Welcome to Atomic Moms, a modern parenting podcast about the joys and complexities of caring for our children and ourselves. I'm Ellie Noss, and each week we celebrate and commiserate with best-selling authors, experts, and moms around the world. Hi, everybody. Happy 2018. Uh, I've missed you all, except on social media. You guys saw I was in Colorado. I met up with a couple listeners. Uh, We had such a great time. I got really sick over New Year's. I mean, so, so, so sick. Like, throw up. It just... I lost five pounds. Great way to start the New Year's resolution. No kidding. I just, it was so bad, guys. So now I'm practically euphoric because I'm not dying. And also because I just listened to this conversation I will be sharing with you all with Rachel Blanchard. I didn't even realize how insane we are until I listened to us. And it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Rachel Blanchard is an actress. She is best known for the show's Peep Show. Flight of the Concords, and Fargo. She can currently be seen on DirecTV's You, Me, Her. Uh, I also make reference to the fact that she played Cher on the television show Clueless. And we talk about her husband, Jeremy. Jeremy gave us the music for Atomic Moms. So that music you always hear, that is, that's Jeremy's. And he is a former assistant principal cello with the Metropolitan Opera turned Emmy-nominated composer. Uh, So big loser there. Um, You guys, I just am so excited to not be that sick. Just just the sniffles. It's a really funny conversation. We talk about a billion different things. We kind of save the best for last. I really love what she shares about communicating at work. Um, That's at the end of this episode. I'm all over the place, but that's to be expected. By the way, my childcare is now down to like half the hours I used to have, so... Uh, I'm going to be editing less. This could get real exciting, guys. Um, But I also have a really exciting lineup for January. I have Becky Friedman coming over to do an interview. You guys might know that name because you've seen it come up on PBS every day uh, because she is the preschool teacher turned head writer of Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. Uh, She's expecting her second child. And we also have an interview coming up with the lead education blogger for NPR, Anya Kaminitz. And she's got a new book coming out called The Art of Screen Time, How Your Family Can Balance Digital Media and Real Life. Also this month, Adam is turning 40. Uh, Yep, January 9th, Adam's 40th birthday. So we're actually going to Hawaii. He's never been and... I'll probably record an episode with him like hiding in the hotel closet or something. (laughs) I have no idea. Oh my God, you guys, I'm just free falling. Okay, I have loved having conversations with you guys on social media and on our Atomic Moms private Facebook group. Uh, Everybody, here's my conversation with Rachel Blanchard. I wish I were recording that. (laughs) Say what you just said again. I have a bit of a cough, so I may be coughing today. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, I know. I wonder where I got that. I wonder where she got that. Uh, oh, man. Everybody. <laughs> uh, we have house guests. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. We are pre-recording this episode. It is December 16th, but we're going to pretend like it's January because that's when I'm releasing it. Um, it's been a whirlwind of a couple weeks 
but we have had the joy and honor <laughs> of having you all with us uh, this week. And it's gone by so fast. It has gone by quickly. So yeah. uh, your beautiful Maxine is seven months old. Mm-hmm. She smiles more than anyone I've ever met. She is a very smiley baby. She sort of she started smiling really, really early. Thought it was gas. Realized <laughs> she was smiling. You're pretty She's smiley. Just, I am pretty smiley. Jeremy's pretty smiley too. Yeah. So uh, okay. So and everybody, the reason you are here is we uh, are under evacuation, or we're under evacuation. Uh, the St. Thomas fire drove us out, and we were really, really fortunate in that our home is okay, but. Um, as everyone or a lot of people probably know, it's a really devastating fire and not everybody was as lucky as we are. So, and it's still being fought. It's, I think it's raging in Montecito and Santa Barbara right now. And yesterday, Jeremy went up with the truck up to your house. Mm-hmm. First of all, I want to share because I just remembered this. He, I asked him how your home was doing last week and he texted a picture from the baby monitor everybody they mm. knew their house was still standing because of the baby monitor video Mm -hmm. which and i remember saying to him i think it was last wednesday and i i mean the fire was probably 0.7 miles away from our house and i just sort of it's a miracle the whole town didn't burn down and a lot of more homes didn't burn down and i said to jeremy my husband I, I think we have to be prepared for it to burn down and anything else is a bonus. And he, yeah, he had turned the monitor around so we could see the, the backyard and you could see the flames in the background. And I told him, I think, I think he agreed. I forget what his answer was. Um, it's all a blur, but I wanted to watch it if it, I don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. why. <laughs> and I'm like, crazy. Well, because I know. Because I think it all... You just wanted it, to watch it burn. Well, I mean, obviously the cameras would have cut out um, kind of early, but I think <laughs> oh, I think it's the only way it would have felt real. And it, it Because even, even driving when we were um, driving down Highway 33, and the whole escape was kind of... I, I really believe in evacuation plans now yes. and having emergency prepared as kits ready. Uh, so we he had heard about the St. Thomas fire. I was in bed with Maxine. And th- th- because of the Napa fires, we were a little probably f- quicker to leave than we would have been otherwise. And we, I, I got out of bed, 7 o'clock, and I was like, we're going to put our papers together, our passports, get everything ready. And he wasn't as worried. And then we decided to leave at 1 a.m., and I had this nerdy little kit ready to go. And, of course, I thought he packed it. He thought I packed it. So that stayed in the house. The Oh, my God. Uh, and then— um, then we drove out, and I said, I don't want to take 33 because there's going to be fire, and I'm, I'm afraid of driving through fire. Meanwhile, Maxine's in the back seat. She's in the back seat, happy as a clam. <laughs> Smiling. <asleep>. She's, yeah. <laughs> she was sleeping. And we ended up, so we didn't take the 150. I think, Jer- I think we were in a little bit of shock and not sure how seriously to take it at this point. And then we drive through 33, and everything's on fire on either side of us, and all along the 101 um, adventure, I mean, everyone's probably seen the footage by now, but it was really, really devastating. But even that felt surreal. Even that so didn't surreal. feel real. I have a real. feeling watching something like that on a baby monitor would also feel surreal, though. It would. I think I think it all would until yeah. you went to the site afterwards. Ugh. Uh, uh, Jeremy, so. I guess yesterday when he went back, he's from New York, and he said that it kind of felt like September 11th and the idea of like the way that the air was um, and that he yeah. has to cover his face to go back. You have to wear a special kind of mask because the air is so hazardous because all of the different things, chemicals that burned, homes that burn, there's probably asbestos in the air and 
I think some oils burned. Um, so he was wearing a special mask and he said even that he felt quite nauseous. And yesterday was a tough day for the air quality because there was a lot of ash blowing in and his car inside and out covered in ash. Wow. And yeah. well, we're so happy to have you with us. We're so one, you know, it, it, I mean, I can't emphasize enough how lucky we are because I know a lot of people weren't as lucky. But one thing it did show us is we st- we spent the first week at um, other friends of ours and we, we got to stay with you guys. And everyone's been so welcoming and so kind. And it's actually been a really nice, fun time, which, you know, I mean, aside from the fire, that sounds kind of wrong. But it's been, <laughs> in spite of the fire, I should say, it's been a surprisingly yeah, nice time. And everyone, as you get to know Rachel through this interview, she is probably... <laughs> the most positive person I know, she could go through hell and back and be like, yeah, you know, it it wasn't that bad. You know, I got to see some interesting things. I grew a little. You're like, what are you talking about? And maybe we'll dig into the birth stuff a little later uh, in regards to that. But I wanted to first share last night because Uh you and I escaped. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Sabrina had spent, my four-year-old had spent all day at like a winter camp and then she went to her girlfriend's down the street and then there was a huge meltdown about ending that play date there was basically like a 12-hour play date i mean just have you ever seen anyone that histrionic mm, maybe my two nephews really but i know and yeah, you're an actress so i feel like yes <laughs> but it was well she's so adorable but it, it she was uh she was a little unhappy last night. <laughs> she was a little unhappy. And yeah. we both, we got our babies, my four-month-old and your seven-month-old. We put them in the carriers. Mm-hmm. I got these, like, fancy Dixie cups. <laughs> these paper oh. cups that were actually from Sabrina's first birthday. They're floral. They look kind of like grandma. Floral and sort of cups. waxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and <laughs> put white wine in them. And we walked down the hill to... Um, this street that has restaurants and has this children's clothing store where they had carolers. And it was just so funny. The idea that we would take these babies out into the night as our escape. Like <laughs> well, that's well, for, us but also Maxine had felt like everyone oh. warns you that your baby will fall off the bed. Or everyone warned me at some point yes. your baby will fall off the bed. And I was a little cocky when mine hasn't. And anyway, yesterday she did. So I was I was also a yeah. little worried because she passed out as soon as we got she got in the carrier. Oh right, I should have yeah. also had you all sign a waiver before you stayed with us because <laughs> I was like, oh my god, of course. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sabrina's trying to win an Academy Award in the bathtub with her hysterical sobbing. I mean, and I was guys, I'm very respectful of her feelings. But it just got, she was so tired. She had to let it all out. So Adam just sat there with his phone in the hallway and like let her get it all out. And we were like, we're leaving. So we had the concussed baby in one. (laughs) And then Eliza is four months in the other. And she likes to face out now. But I think she might still be a little too young. Plus, I didn't realize that the buttons need to go down, everyone. So I was like, how does Eliza look? And Rachel's like, I don't think she's just like breathing. (laughs) Well, you had to unbutton it. I had to, I had to unbutton it, yeah. So that you could see her that's mouth. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's how this flap goes. <laughs> well, and then we saw another woman with her like, oh, that oh, is right. That's yeah. what that looks like yeah. when they're slightly older and should be facing forward. <laughs> I, oh, man. Um, but we listened but, to the carolers. You were concerned because she fell asleep. And she was so still. And she was and then, so still. But mm-hmm. I woke her up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you laughed really loudly. 
Hi, she's alive. She's okay. It's like, yeah, what is happening? <laughs> Meanwhile, I was afraid we would get arrested for our open containers. Oh, yeah. You were really worried about that. <laughs> I, I, was I like, for some reason, didn't. Because it felt like we were in college, you know, us with our college babies, yeah. like going down uh, to listen to carolers at a kid's store with our glass of wine. Because you kept on very politely. Well, you finished yours very quickly. Yes, I was thirsty <laughs> and I was desperate. And you were worried about being and arrested. I was worried about getting caught. And then you kept on telling me about your worries, and I was just holding the wine, and be like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." And I was like, "Oh my god, did you know how we're pretty close to Hollywood? There's a lot of what yeah. if there's a checkpoint for moms walking their babies? I'm not even American, so I could be, could be you're, deported. Yeah, you're, yeah. They're waiting at the front door now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then you and I, oh boy. We went into a restaurant. It's called Little Dom's. And every time I go there, I see like Ryan Gosling or you see Aaron, Anna Ferris. You see all, celebrities always, right? Yeah, it's a, yeah everyone's. And everyone always Rachel. looks really cool. And <laughs> we show up. My babies uh, just drool all down the front of our carrier. It's a Friday night. It's six o'clock. Yeah, six six thirty, and we got a table. We, they but the hostess did not, did not look like she wanted to seat us. The, the look on her was face, empty, so she was like, <laughs> she, she didn't, didn't have, have a choice. choice. Yeah. Oh, that was good. And then we're sitting at the table, and we both are like bouncing the whole time, <laughs> just like neurotically and Maxine's bouncing. Maxine's grabbing the garland. Oh yeah, she behind grabbed us. the lights. <laughs> yeah. And um, and the paper, the paper tablecloth was really exciting to her. Like yeah, the that was a hit. Paper. It was a big hit. <laughs> um. So that was our night out. It was fun, though. It was really fun. It was really fun. Uh, you guys should stay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But do you f- feel like, and you have experience with because of your sister, but like, is it weird to see what the babies grow into? Like to see Sabrina, like the chaos. It's- yes. I mean, I think my sister's boys, who are wonderful, but they they are... They have a lot of energy. So I think I haven't been around too many kids who really rival that chaos yet. And that's that's what I thought it was going to be like from day one. Oh, really? Yeah, my nephew was a little colicky. Um, and then our daughter, Maxine, has been—she's she's a pretty, so far, easy baby. Yes. Um, so I think I was expecting full-on chaos. So I don't—I feel—I do feel pretty comfortable. I hate that we're, we're talking about this. Like, I'm sharing this in January, and I'm like, ugh, but— do you have anything special for the holidays that you're giving any of your family members or mm, your partner? I haven't even. I feel that the— You just the, evacuated. Yeah, so. I, just, <laughs> I haven't even thought of it, but we are doing this year. We, we kind of felt like there are just so many gifts and so mm-hmm. much stuff. So we decided this year to do uh, like gift exchange where you choose somebody. But I haven't—I need to think about that, what to get. I feel like you're really organized with that. No, I did the photo album thing. Oh yeah, that's so that's, good. that's amazing. Uh, as a listener, no, <laughs> I uh, had our family do a photo shoot, but of course I had to turn it into basically turned into a moving announcement. Not that I'll ever end up sending anything out, but it was like a moving announcement, newborn pictures, headshots for me for the podcast, and I was trying to get a headshot in of Adam. It, it looks just great, though. Uh, so I, I bit off more than I could chew, but it turned out marvelously. Yes, better than Everybody mine did. Everybody dislikes me, but marvelously. And so I spent all day trying to make one of those photo books because you always think, and this should have been easy because it's like a bunch of photos, but they're all the same, you know, from the same day. We're wearing different outfits because I'm crazy, but you would think that you just slide them in 
and it's done. But it always takes forever. And I went in high school, I was in yearbook. And so like there are all these stupid rules about like, you know, on the left side of the page, you don't want the person looking uh, to the left because then the eye is drawn to the left. You want them looking to the right. So it's like those weird little, it really uh, scratches my OCD itch. <laughs> and the site kept crashing. But Rachel shared something with me that you all need to hear. You got to share your photo <laughs> album books. Oh, so anyway, I'm giving this photo album book to like everybody. And I think it's. But that's uh, the best gift. Is that's it the best gift or is it really rude? Good. Is it be like, here's photos of us? No, I think it's a really good gift. Like grandparents should love it, they, right? Yeah. Yeah. You think so? Or you I, think, now or you that think you're saying like, this, I was like, I think that's what I meant to do for Christmas this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a really, really good idea. You do. Because mm-hmm. part of me is like, do they even want pictures of I mean, if you give everybody? it to, to a, fr- a friend who <laughs> <laughs> just Yours really is in your bag. <laughs> they might be like, oh, okay. No, but I think I think it's <laughs> a party for favor when you leave our house. <laughs> Um, I but I did that for uh, my husband for Father's Day, and I was so excited. And I had Maxine; she was I had a bit of a rough postpartum recovery, so I was in bed rest. And you spend a lot of time online when you're on bed rest. And I was holding Maxine in that you know that football hold where you can kind of nurse them that way. And I think Jeremy was I don't know, he was at work somewhere. Maybe he was he may have even been in New York. And I was making this book uh, about his for Father's Day. And so I'm slaving away at it because I'm not very good at that. I would never have been on your book. I would have been kicked out <laughs> for making too many careless You're mistakes. You're just like in every page of the yearbook. <laughs> no, because I, I got too self-conscious, so I hid from the photographers. What? Oh, yeah. You were share and clueless. I know. I still didn't. Even now, if anyone, you know in Foursquare when you used to be able to post where you were and when you were there? Yeah, well, that sounds scary. Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't let anyone or even on social, I'm like, well, don't let anyone know I'm there now. Not that anyone cares where I am. Little I paparazzi. Just, I just yeah, I couldn't care less. I just don't, you know, if there's anything on social media, I'm like, no, no, don't put me on it. Don't go. Yeah. I don't know. You and your guess. husband share that. Yes, I'm not. I'm going to circle lurker. back to this. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so this, so everybody, Father's Day, you are slaving away. You've had a very, very traumatic birth experience. You yeah. are in, um, you had major complications. Yeah, I had a... Well, I had broken or I had fractured or bruised my tailbone playing hockey when I was about 14. I of fell really hard did. on the ice. And if <laughs> you have such a hard ass, everybody. If you crazy. have um, any tailbone injuries, of course, they tell you this afterwards as if it's obvious. Um, you can easily get a hairline fracture or bruise your tailbone giving birth. So that happened to me. And then I also had, um, I didn't know that you could get a stunned bladder, basically. So I had some nerve problems afterwards and she's like texting me about <laughs> catheters yeah like weeks after giving birth yeah i couldn't pee for a while and i thought it was never going to go back to normal in about i think eight weeks after it did so it was it was a little bit challenging and so i'm making this book it was terrible everybody <laughs> she'll never say that to anyone i'm telling was, you all it was terrible it was more terrible in hindsight you know what you know what yeah. was really terrible was the nerve pain because it would mm-hmm. i don't know if any of your listeners have i'm sure people have had this, but I didn't know that was possible too, just where it feels like a cavity in your pelvic region and it would like, like shoot up your arm. Like a tooth cavity? Mm-hmm. You know when you hit a nerve or... Because I was like, I got a big cavity now down there, but that's just, <laughs> it's more like a cavernous <laughs> cavity. Okay, go on, like, sorry. Yes, it's like a shooting like, pain in your... Yeah, yeah. or apparently Ouch. not everyone did this, but did you ever put your tongue on a 9-volt battery when you were a kid? No. No, I don't... What are you talking about? I'll do it. You're, you're, so, you're such you're a badass. You would like suck on batteries? Well, no, it would give you this volt, this charge. What? Um, you never did that? 
this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Anyway, continue. Well, anyway, though. so it was nerve pain. It was it was pretty extensive nerve pain that thank goodness has has gone. But so I was on bed rest for those reasons with a newborn, with a newborn, first baby, first baby, and I was making this book and. You know, it's really finicky. You have to drag these little photos. Yeah, and it's finicky. Was, yeah, and I think I was probably a little tired. And I, But I was so proud of this book because it took me forever. And I thought Jeremy was going to cry when he opened it. I was like, oh, he's going to get emotional. It's this beautiful book. It's going to be amazing. And he gets First it. First Father's Day. Yeah, he opens it. And the first thing he says is, who's Grayson? <laughs> I don't know who Grayson is. Why are you asking me that? And I forgot to remove the template that says Grayson's dad. <laughs> the cover of the book is really, well, I put it also, a really terrible photo of Maxine where she's kind of like cross-eyed because I thought that was funny. Oh, and, my God. Rachel. <laughs> oh, but she looks really cute now, but she does look really funny. And it says Grayson's dad. And and I, you know, I, I didn't know that you had to remove those. And I think they should be, I don't think oh they should God, be on there unless funny. you opt to put it in but anyway i agree it should everyone be, else probably knows this it should be invisible like yes, if you don't choose to type you shouldn't have to delete it mm-hmm. that is too funny though and then Grayson's you get <laughs> dad then you get halfway through the book and it says we are family 2012 <laughs> maxine was born in 2017 <laughs> and then on some pages there were two of the same photos on mirrored pages <laughs> and then there's one page where there's just one photo and the rest is blank it's an awful book do you have it? Oh my I god, you guys give me a at picture first, of it. At first, Jeremy said, die. I think we should put a new cover on, and then. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> and we decided, he's like, it's not worth it. <laughs> and we decided it'll be a good memory. But oh it's, the, it's the worst. And then I see books like the one you made. Oh my god. And I, and I think that's what I. That's what I meant to make. I don't know. I sent it to everybody. There's like six of these books going to be out there in the world, and I don't know. Maybe I messed up somewhere. And then I just no, have to get over it. It doesn't think, matter. It doesn't matter, oh, but it would be. I mean, thank so goodness funny. we didn't make it for everybody. I'll let you guys know. I'll follow up. Uh, yeah. I did for our. I waited to do our wedding photo album. Uh, you, you had like a year with a photographer to choose your photos, and I don't know why. Back and now, when I think about like pre kids, like I had so much time. What the hell was wrong with me that I didn't bother getting the photos in? For I haven't the done album. ours. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but you have many excuses. But I'm thinking back then, I'm like, I don't have any. But it was just like this leather embossed, you know, the real upsell, this Italian leather. <laughs> we get the album, and Adam looks at it, and he just looks at me, and he just shakes his head. <laughs> we, were bo- we were born. We were married in 2007, but I ordered the book 2008, so the date of the album says 2008, because that's what I wrote in the email. That's what I said I wanted. So and yours is on year, beautiful leather. It's just <laughs> stamped in there. Forever. Forever. It's now your be, children will be confused. It'll be so confusing. I know. Yeah. Man, when they open up that museum of the steak heels, it'll, <laughs> it'll be a nice uh, little footnote. <laughs> she, she was a dummy. <laughs> she, what is wrong with that woman? She doesn't know a year. Anyway. But you know your children's names. That At is least. true. Uh, and you keep calling it, Sabrina Ellie, so I feel I, super Do you young. know why? Do you know why I keep calling her Ellie? Because... Because we're the same loudmouth, amazing person. Well, no, no, but you are in, in all the same ways amazing. Um, because <laughs> my friend's daughter's name is Ellie, and her sister's name is Eliza. Isn't that wild? Yeah. That's so cool. 
Uh, We've run into each other. It's it's been, I feel like we're connected in that way. So to go back to social media for a second, because you were talking about how you're like afraid of social media and Jeremy's really anti. Can you, because I wasn't allowed to share it, because Jeremy so passive aggressively said, I hope these don't end up on the internet uh, last night. What we did last night was like one of the coolest things I've ever, besides drinking. Oh, oh this oh. is after we almost got like, arrested wait. with the babies. So uh, Jeremy, my husband's a musician and he's a cellist and he played Christmas carols last night and the kids got so excited and had such a nice time. And and actually, Eliza, it's interesting to see um, babies and infants' reactions to the cello because I think there's something about maybe the tone of it or the... Timber, I don't know. I always use, I don't know. Jeremy's always telling me I'm using the wrong terms for these things, but (laughs) (laughs) well, he's not here. (laughs) That just soothes Mm -hmm. kids and babies. Mm -hmm. And Eliza, she loved the the pizzicato. Yeah, the plucking. She loved it. it. She started to coo. and So everyone, to set the scene, we were in Sabrina's room. Jeremy is sitting on a Land of Nod little white chair. Um, Oh, it was quite a small chair. It was such a small chair, and it's such an enormous cello. And he's six feet, six one. in his case, there's a photograph. Is that of his mother? That's of his mom, yeah. So he's got his mom, a photo of his mother taped inside the cello case. He's sitting on this, like— tiny kid's chair. It's dark in the room, but Sabrina has Christmas lights in the room. It's very really cozy. It's very Stranger Things. <laughs> With the Christmas lights. Stranger are Things are cozy. I was thinking cozy, but Creepy now I'll cozy. never see it. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy cozy. I can make, like a I can make a yeah. dolphin noise. Okay, let's do that. So I have to gargle to do it. Okay, two more. <laughs> so, ooh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I, I, I also like... <laughs> I also like the face that she's making. That's great, dude. Where did she look that Sabrina? Okay, let's see. I'm not even gargoyle. All right, which one are we doing Silent Night? Is that the grand finale? Okay. And we're all sitting there, and it's like the two babies, four months and seven months, and then Sabrina's four. And we were all... just like dancing and listening to this gorgeous music that Jeremy was playing. Uh, and whenever he would, yeah, Eliza in particular, like zoomed in on it. She and loved was, like, it. Very focused. And then when he would start doing what I'll call the plucking, <laughs> she was, she, she would start talking. Yeah. And, and her legs started to move. And yeah, she was yeah, really she, psyched. It was like. <laughs> about like a world-class baby music <laughs> and, and Maxine well Sabrina was dancing around having a blast and then Maxine um decided to sing along uh-huh. but it's not the most melodic oh it's so great if y'all remember the seven month stage when they're all pterodactyls they're pterodactyls but yeah. it's so loud it's so loud it's, it's ear piercing yeah. and she kept doing it in the restaurant last night and it was <laughs> so happy because it's just this like but it's so loud. It is so loud. And there's nothing you can do today. And why would you? No, yeah. Except on the plane. That I remember that was uh, anxiety-inducing when Sabrina was flying. And everyone's staring at you. Like, shut up. You. And you're yeah. like, what are you going to do? She's happy. She's talking.
was very, very special. And it made me think about, I was recently on a mom, private Facebook mom group page. And Atomic Moms has one. Everyone needs to join it. Go to our Atomic Moms page. And then there's like a special little link you hit and you can join our private conversations over there. But I was on a different mom one and it was a mother saying how, I don't want to give any details because it's all private, but basically this the theme was, I'm looking at social media, I'm seeing these perfect moms, and it's making me feel like crap. And I feel terrible about myself, and I feel jealous, and I don't want to feel that way. But, like, she's got all this perfect stuff going on. Okay, and I think I can... I think that's a fair way to paraphrase it, because I feel like every blog post uh, yeah. ever is about that now. Um, and it just made me start thinking, like, I want to share my photos from the—I'm sure I will— like our holiday photos. It's just a, it's a hard, it's, I don't know, that social media thing, especially around the holidays. It's, I love looking at social, well, actually I don't love looking at social media. When I'm bored, I like looking at it, but then I, I feel like I've wasted some time after, because I can go down a real wormhole and then Mm -hmm. you're looking at someone's photos who you don't even know who lives Mm -hmm. across the world, although that's fascinating half the time. (laughs) But for me, I think what I, it doesn't so much make me feel badly about my life, but I mean, I just feel too, I think I feel too exposed mm. on it. Uh, if if I could be guaranteed that it was just, you know, I'm, I'm on Instagram, but just with my closest friends and family. And I think, yeah, but I think I'm just sort of private that way, which. You did no photos at your wedding, too. Yeah, we did no photos at our wedding. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, I think the message got a little bit misconstrued because we didn't we didn't want anything on social media from our wedding. And then we did hire a photographer who turns out he wasn't very good. So he cut, he would cut off people's heads sort of. No. Yeah, from, you know, the top of your forehead above or, or the person who's on the very outside of a row of people would be cut off and they would be, you know, like Jeremy's oh dad or God. my dad. Significant <laughs> people. And so maybe if we had allowed social media, we would have had better photos. Um, and then, But then one of my friends who's a photographer took photos, but they also just had a baby, so who knows when we'll, when we'll get the photos. Uh, but I just didn't want, I wanted people to be present. And I feel that sometimes with social media, people are spending so much time looking through their phones, taking pictures, mm-hmm. that they forget to be present. And I I wanted to have some control over who who could see our photos. I think I, so. I think that's why. And Jeremy's Jeremy's the same way. Like we're both quite private. So is that mm-hmm. about tabloids or about exes or about? No, it's just I don't. I, I it mm. has nothing to do with sort of being an actor or I mean I really don't think a tabloid could care less or they could care less. Uh, I think it's just it just feels like something for the people who are there and mm-hmm. then something that. I want to share with people if I see them. I don't know. I just, I think it's just, I'm quite shy in a lot of ways. So I think it's that. And Jeremy, I don't know why Jeremy, with 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 Maxine, we're both, we just don't want her on social media. Yeah. Um, so we're both kind of protective that way. I, I would maybe put the back of her on mm-hmm. something like, or her hand, but Jeremy doesn't want her on it mm-hmm. at all. I don't know. It just feels like something I don't feel like sharing with the world. Where do you think your mm-hmm. shyness came from? Both my parents can be very outgoing and really shy, and I think it's, it came. I mean, it might be a Canadian British thing as well, slightly reserved, or I don't know. But also outgoing, and also outgoing, yeah. So when do you find yourself being shy versus outgoing? Like, because I, I <clears throat> am finding that I'm more of an extroverted introvert. That's yeah, I would say I am too. And I, especially with the podcast, it, well, you know what I think is actually the children. 
that that make me need to be more of an introvert because I'm so overstimulated by craziness yeah. and the yelling and the talking and the da 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 and other people's needs and and so it's like I need more alone time because of that. I think I always needed. I I love being with people, but I always needed alone time, a little bit of alone time every day. Or I can, I can really kill a lot of time alone at a cabin somewhere. Or um, how's that traveling? working out for you now that you have a seven month old? <laughs> How's that alone time going for you? <laughs> well, with her, it's funny. I was thinking about that today um, when we were napping. And I think because she's not running around making too many demands yet, I still feel like I have it. When I'm with her, it feels, it, it doesn't feel like I'm not getting alone time. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, she's, she is quite an easy baby. I think if she were, you know, she's mm-hmm. easy to th- soothe if she cries. She hates the car seat. She cries there. But otherwise, mm-hmm. she honestly spends most of her day smiling. So I haven't noticed that yet, but I think when she gets older, that's when I'll notice it, when she makes more demands. And her her needs really conflict with what I want to do. <laughs> you know you know how two-year-olds can be or yes. three-year-olds. That's a, that's a different story, I think. Uh, are you going to get her in music classes? I think so. She loves music. I've taken her to sort of a couple Mummy and Me music classes, mm-hmm. and she's by far the most enthusiastic person there. Have she you noticed it. any early signs of genius? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about genius, but I think she definitely has Jeremy's. She she claps um, on in rhythm. Which, what? Yeah, she'll be you know she'll she'll that clap seems to the advanced. beat. Advanced. I think she just hears it. I don't you know or feels it, and she'll sing her singing. Um, is loud and slightly off key. So is my. She likes my singing, which may point to some poor taste because I cannot. Jeremy will say, Aww. "I'll sing Baby Beluga." And he's like, "This is going to make him seem like he's a jerk, but he's a great guy." Rachel, it goes down on Beluga, or it goes up on Beluga, and I'm and you're going down. <laughs> so then I'm like, "Baby Beluga." I can't. I can't. Like, just this is what's coming out. Um, it's so funny. <laughs> Just to like walk around with you is so funny. You are such a Lucille oh ball, God. and it's like uh, hilarious. Our walk the other day, where Maxine was oh just screaming God. in the stroller, and she's not usually a screamer, but she hates being confined. And well, I, I just really wanted this walk. I was like, I, know. I just found out some like awful family news, um, some health news about a relative, and it was like devastating. And I was like, I'm just gonna go on this walk, and I'm gonna like. This is my exercise. This is how I'm going to cope. It's going to be great. And then, poor and you Rachel. kindly invited me. No, poor you, because I didn't realize what you said, and you you were being very polite. Like, oh, if she's and she was screaming. It wasn't just a, it wasn't a gentle cry. It was no, she a was shriek. Mad. She didn't yeah. want to be there. And I was like, here are my keys. Please go back to the. House. <laughs> well, no, you said right. You're like, if you want to go back, it's like, oh, it's okay. And I think, I think at this point, I was in little shock with the. I don't know what. I was so tired. And a little bit of well, shock. You're trying to be a good sport. And then, and then, but then you said, I was like, this is my moment of This is my moment of Which said, is an insane thing to say. And no. I get that. And I knew in the moment it was insane. But I was like, this is my moment. Like, I can't just have a screaming baby. I'm literally going to lose it. No, but the most insane part of that is that didn't register with me. Because I was so tired. <laughs> well, and I said, like, what a crazy said, bee. No, I said, oh, that's okay. And then afterwards, I was like, oh. Meanwhile, so she starts carrying this baby. And I said, that's okay, I'll just stay with you. So she starts carrying her baby. Who's almost 20 pounds. Oh, my God, which I didn't realize until last time when I picked her up. I was like, oh, she's so much heavier than my baby. So much younger. You are pushing the stroller up this hill with the baby. And you're going, and then, and I, because I'm in this horrible state, which is why I really need to start meditating. I was like, 
we're going really slow. Like, I am not getting workout at all. And Rachel is dying. <laughs> so I felt bad and I felt also, and also like, um, selfish no. at the same time. I'm to pick up on anything. Oh my God. My poor evacuation family. And I'm like, can you just keep up? <laughs> So I felt, but no, I felt so badly. I, you know, I always wish on email the there's like a retract and delete key. And I was like, I wish no. I had a retract and delete key so I go to rewind. So when she said, do you want to go no, back? I could take kidding? this. No, because it was a nice subtle hint. And I was like, no, we're fine. I gave you the key. It was like, just in case. And then I, well, because my other issue was like, I get so, this is such a mom thing. Oh my God. But that sort of the guilt, the feeling bad about that you don't potentially really want to be on this walk, that it's not enjoyable for you, that you're trying to be a good sport. And oh. then I carry the guilt of that, too. And that's why I was like, look, I've got the keys. Like, I don't feel any way about this. Like, But then she chilled out. She ch- and then we, yeah. she enjoyed it. And then we had a great walk. Yeah. And I didn't, I, I felt more guilty than I was ruining, ruining oh your walk. Oh, my God. It was a great walk. But I we was did. actually, I was really happy because I hadn't been outside in a while. So I was really happy to be outside. Walking because you're crazy because you lick batteries and you like you play hockey and you probably build log cabins. But kind um, of you do, don't you? Well, I would like to. I like to build things. (laughs) But it's uh, again, everybody. This is like the face of Cher and Clueless. That's what's so funny about you. (laughs) Incongruent, incongruous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the other, I don't want to lose my train of thought. Oh, I think also gave. I, I had a little hit of anxiety because I was having flashbacks to Sabrina, and I was like, "Oh, that's right. Eliza won't potentially won't be so easy to throw in the stroller soon because mm. I remember with Sabrina the arching back and then trying to get her in and the like ah, the but, struggle of it all." And I was like, "Oh, I forgot that's on its way." But not some of them like it, don't they? I mean, some I think Maxine. We drove from Van- I was working in Vancouver, and we drove home with my dad. My sister, who was crammed in the back of who you uh, interviewed, yes. Georgina, and Jeremy and Maxine from Vancouver to California. And I think that set off a lifelong hatred of being confined in the seat because now yeah. she just goes bananas. Yeah. She used to be better. Well, she's always on mama and she co sleeps yeah. with mama. Mm-hmm. We didn't start off co sleeping, uh, but then we went to Jeremy's cottage and it was really cold in her little playpen. And so we brought her in bed. And then it's really hard to go back from that. <laughs> uh, and also, you've been traveling so much. We've been traveling, yeah, So that a makes lot. a ton of sense. And so, when you yeah. were on set, you weren't around during the day. Yeah, so, so I wanted like to— cuddle time. Yeah, and the cuddles are great, too. But they do—I I was looking on a blog about how to—because now she'll only go to sleep with me on the breast. She'll only nap with me or in the carrier. Um, so I was reading this list of yeah, everything hard. you need to do. And I've done everything you're not meant to do. Yeah, yeah. So we have some, and then we were just getting on a schedule, and then we evacuated. Which, you know, new <laughs> beds, and evacuated. New, yeah, um, so in the new year, New Year's resolution. How do you get anything done if the baby only can sleep on you or in the carrier? Because that happened with Sabrina, where it was only if I was walking her, mm-hmm. and so I was really fit, <laughs> really fit new mom, but I couldn't get anything done. Because it's, you get things done when they're napping. Well, I would do a lot. Before she was crawling around, I would have her in the carrier. I know, I know this is all stuff you're not meant to do. and I So I would do everything with her in the carrier. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah, and just why try and get it done that way. Well, I don't know. I feel I feel like you should be able to put them down. Um, but now we can put her down. 
and she'll play on her own and things like that. So I can get things done there. But the truth is I can't get that much done. So that's why that's why we have to figure this out. That's why you did yeah. that, that I, Father's I, I, Day book. Yeah, exactly. Before next Father's Day. Exactly. <laughs> you have to put her down. Uh, but she is getting better now. Like I said, she can now that she can sit up on her own. Mm-hmm. And things like that. And oh, crawl. she's so delightful. Yeah, she's 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 really great. So, but she is getting better. But we have—I don't think that's really going to happen until she can nap on her own. Mm-hmm. She well, she was in the crib. We got her a crib that we got um, on this mom's group, and it was used in sta- uh, staging of a house. So it was a great deal. Oh, wow. It was enough crib. Yeah, and they, they said like it was really easy to take apart and put together. But they didn't have all the um, screws, yeah. and they're European screws. And then I, I wrote them and. The one woman who sold it to us was really, really nice, but she was selling it for a friend mm-hmm. who literally sent a shruggy emoticon. Like, not my problem. But anyway, they they gave us the money to get the hardware. We, we got the crib made. I think she'd be better now, but this was only just a few weeks ago, and she would fall forward. And so she was walking around one day with bar uh-huh. bruises in the shapes of bars across her forehead. So then we were kind of nervous to have her in there because, you know, they say not to have bumpers, but she was just bumping her yeah. head. So now that she has a little more control, I think mm-hmm. she'll be in her crib more. But that is something we need to figure out. Everyone else seems to have it figured out. What are you talking about? Nobody has well, it figured out. Well, look at Eliza's in her crib. She's sleeping. She goes for naps by herself. I see you zipping around the house, getting stuff done. Yeah, that's because she's a magical baby, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> but I was. my theory is, uh, this is all evidence-based. Just kidding. Um the CDC thing just came out today. If you're wondering how to track when this conversation happened. Sabrina, I was doing Soul Cycle like into the last minute. I was going on hikes that were miles and miles long. And I always had to like kind of bounce her and jiggle her all the time to keep her calm. And Eliza, I was on modified bed rest. And that baby doesn't want a lot of jiggling. Like she likes walks, but she doesn't need it. There's mm-hmm. no like active. We used to like pace like jiggle uh, and pace walking back and forth before putting Sabrina down in the crib. And Eliza, you can just like lay her in there. I know that another amazing. stage is coming. You know, there's always something I know, it's on always the horizon, like some awfulness around the corner. an easygoing baby for now. For now, now until the next one, uh, the next <laughs> developmental stage. But she is such a chill baby, especially if she's with me. I'll, not, it's not tooting my own horn to say, isn't that funny? It's like... What is it about being a mom that you're like this idea that if I just say, I'm not going to apologize for it. It's crazy that, you know, if she's with me all day, she's extra chill. Yeah. Because I can also like, it's easier to know what the rhythms are and you don't miss those. You don't miss the beat. Um, But it's funny to even think that I have to like hedge saying that. Yeah. You definitely don't have to. Bizarre. Yeah, I'm an awesome mom. You are an awesome mom. Yeah. I'm an okay mom. No, I'm you're an awesome mom. That. You're not an okay mom. Ugh, I'm an awesome you're a mom. great mom. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a great mom who just went to the consignment shop because we're going to Colorado to see Isn't my family. Isn't that shop amazing? It's amazing. And I didn't have any winter clothes for Eliza and Sabrina. And Sabrina now has two pairs of leggings. She refuses to wear jeans because she doesn't like the button. She, she, they're uncomfortable oh, for Oh, I her. understand that. Yeah, me too. But Jeans she aren't nothing. that comfortable. Yeah. I agree. We should just only wear leggings, too. Um, and I got a ton of stuff at the consignment shop because of you, and it's all your fault because you were recommending it. But these, like, mini Bowden tights were, like, $2 each. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I should have looked for tights. So now it's all in the wash. Um, mm. And I won't tell my father that I went to the consignment shop before I go to stay in his home 
because this is not <laughs> like an elitist thing. This is like he's such a hypochondriac thing that if he knows that like I went to a consignment shop and brought clothes home, I don't think that, you'll bring bed bugs back. Something, yeah. I got really excited once I went to in high school. I went to one and I got some shirts and he was like, "Turn down the radio, everyone. If if, if uh, you have kids, but he was like, there's probably pubic lice. And I was like, what are you? I bought a polo shirt. Like what is wrong? What? That's insane. Nothing. Yeah, you got nothing to share there. Well, no, I thought of something. I thought of a really funny story, but then I thought, oh, maybe there are kids listening. You're like that time I had pubic lice. No, my two of my really good friends um, went up to these hot springs that we kind of live near now. And I was so excited about going in them. And now I can never go in them because my one friend, he, he went in them and he's, he's a bit of a germaphobe. And then he pulls out of his mud. Like everyone's no. Covered, everyone's covered. You cover yourself in mud. Oh, it's no. supposed to be really heated. No. And he was pulling pubic hair. And it was on his face. No. And it was not his. And now I will never be able to enjoy those hot drinks because that's oh all I'll think about. The grossest thing I've ever heard. I was wondering. I was kicking myself for sharing my story. I was like, why would I share that? And then it's really because the universe needed you to share that story. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, oh, the other thing I want to bring up is, oh, I've got two more things because mm-hmm. we're running out of time. But we got to talk about two things. One is being direct in the way that you talk at work and stuff. And then wait, but the other thing, there was something important. I did an episode a while back with Jancy Dunn, How Not to Hate Your Husband After Having Kids, uh, her book that came out, and she talks about maternal gatekeeping. And the concept there is new mothers will tell the fathers that they're doing it all wrong and do it themselves. And in that way, the partners never learn how to help. Right. And mm-hmm. so that's maternal gatekeeping. It's sort of the like, you've done it all wrong. I'm going to do it myself. And um, and then you feel crappy that you have to do everything. Right. <laughs> I know how it goes. Um, but I was testing with Eliza the maternal gatekeeping thing. I was really trying to keep it in check. And then I realized, like, it's not really maternal gatekeeping. It's learned helplessness. Like he, some of these men, I'm telling you all, they are depending on us doing the maternal gatekeeping. And so I kept going like, it's okay. You guys will figure it out. It's okay. You'll figure it out. Oh, that's fine. It'll be fine. And he would just be like, no, but I don't know how to do this. And it was like he was so annoyed because he did not want to do it and to call his bluff. So other mothers out there with uh, brand new babies, test that one out. How how did that fare with you all? Was there maternal it, gatekeeping or was there helplessness? I, I had observed um, maternal gatekeeping with a lot of my friends. And I noticed it just meant the, the moms didn't have a lot of time. To do things, and 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 I could see both sides, like the, the dad, it being convenient for the dads, but then with with Maxine, because I was on bed rest for the first few weeks, Jeremy had to do a lot, and he actually really excelled. And when we went to, I um I was transferred to the hospital, but I started off at Del Mar Birth Center, and they're incredible. And when you go to the birthing class, they divide the men and the women, and the men. The women collect their herbs for their sits baths, and the men learn how to swaddle and change the mm. diapers. So I didn't know how to swaddle. But I did learn. I was like, I actually did that. When Jeremy would swaddle, and he'd want me to, I'm like, I actually don't know how to do it. Like, you do. So I did this. I did, yeah. I, did, I did that. Um, yeah, I'm not saying I don't do it in everyday life. <laughs> but then when I went, so 
in the beginning, it was great. And then I was shooting for two or three months in Vancouver. Yeah. And how old was Maxine at this point? You're so, so she crazy. Was, she was four months. Oh, my God. I mean, it's so or insane. three and a half months. Three and a half months. You've had this, like, really intense birth. <laughs> you have all these medical issues, and you're back at work. Yeah. And I was shooting. back at work. And in another country. Yeah, well, without your husband in another country um, with your baby, but a country I'm very comfortable with because I'm, yeah. I'm Canadian. Um, so but I was in far. Vancouver where I have some family, but yeah, it was it, it was far. Um, See how she does this, everybody? She's just like, <laughs> no, it was good. <laughs> well, it was, it was. I was so nervous. The thing I was most nervous about was having a nanny who I didn't know. Yeah, and that's we, scary. Yeah, Especially because I feel young. like yeah, and they can't say what they want or don't want. And I was worried that production wouldn't be as cooperative as they were, mm-hmm. and they actually were very cooperative. So I had a trailer. Within walking distance, any break I could go feed her and see her. It, it was more tiring because you can't go back to your trailer and, and have a nap. But she would also sort of energize me. And then I was really tired after the shoot. You know, when you finish, yeah. you're like, oh, man, I am tired. But it actually went. <laughs> and then you slept all night with a newborn. <laughs> slept, yeah. Wow. But it, it, it ended up, um, it, it turned out really well. But two, two kind of negative things came of it. Uh, there weren't many places. We had to kind of carry Maxine all around because there weren't many places for her to crawl. And so the nanny was carrying her, I was carrying her. When we were at work, we were co-sleeping, um, and I was doing most of the soothing if if the nanny wasn't there. And so Jeremy ended up being really busy during that time, and he would come on weekends and things like that. But when we came back, I was the one who'd been doing most of the, the mm-hmm. caregiving. And then it was a bit of, then I, I think I've noticed since then a little bit of this learned helplessness. <laughs> I'm like, mm. It's learned by the other it's husbands. Learned, yeah, That's what I should have shared. Yeah, I was kidding, I was like, maybe I'm using that phrase incorrectly, like learned helplessness. But it is learned. You learn it from the other husbands. Or I guess yeah. you learn it from the wife because like she'll say, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but I have been, no, we've been having some conversations about that lately. I was like, just do it. You know, he put her in these sleepers the other night that are really hot. And, you know, it's not good for babies to be too hot, and they just won't sleep. So I was like, well, sleepers are, are too hot. And he's like, yeah, but I couldn't, f- I didn't know what else to put her in. Other pajamas in the big bag of clothes. You know, they're right, like, next, yeah, to the they're bed. right next to the bed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've definitely been noticing. I'm working on rectifying that. <laughs> Best of luck to you. Yeah. You'll have to report back from the yeah, front exactly. line. Like, oh my god! All the stuff you guys have been dealing with. Oh man, it's so insane to. And also, you bought another. You bought the house up north when you were in Vancouver. No, we bought it when we were in Michigan. Oh my god! We had made we had made a few offers, and we were all beaten out by all these cash offers, and we just couldn't compete. They're also Michigan <laughs> cottage people. Everybody, yeah. yeah. Just like and so we, so weird. I love it. <laughs> so we, I, I said, let's make an offer on this house. Um, and we made the offer and we got it. And I thought I was coming back to uh, LA and then I, we just went to Canada. Again, and then, yeah, we went to Ontario. Three month old. Point was, being, you did not go back to your house. No, I you didn't. Walked I never saw it again. Thinking yeah. you were going on vacation with and your then, newborn and then, and then you never saw it again. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> Your husband <laughs> packed it up. I know. He was very good about that. But he mm. used these movers who, he keeps saying they were really nice guys, but they put everything in boxes labeled stuff. Oh, my God. Are you so, kidding me? No, Is so that a go, joke? 
No, it. I don't know what it was, but it's a sore spot because I think it was pretty stressful for Jeremy moving everything. And so I'm like, those movers weren't very good. He's like, I get it. They weren't very good, but it was really hard to, you know, <laughs> said, stop, stop. Yeah, like, just look for the, just look in the box labeled stuff. I love it. So we Move both on. had bed rest. We both had babies. We both like moved. You had a major like, move. Crazy major moves. But your house is, you're Where all settled in yours. Ours wasn't helpful. I was all settled in because we had that photos. photos. But see, that to me, that <laughs> seems very ambitious. <laughs> it is ambitious. It's the only way I can get anything done. Uh, I should um, do that. I almost didn't. And my friend was like, just do the pictures. Who cares what happens? And I was like, there's a lot going on. I mean, there was like the fires were happening. Like there was a lot going on. Um, but your place to, looks beautiful. But I was like, it's clean for once. Let's do it. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, but it's it, got, it just brings me back to that feeling of like the social media thing of when you're putting out, there's, I, look, longtime listeners know I share a lot of stuff, warts and all, and and on social media I do as well. But then I wonder, like, these pictures that are, like, really awesome, like, would that make another f- person feel bad? And I want to say, like, but I was crazy doing this. And, part like, I, you kind of want to, but I don't want to belittle myself either. But I, I was going to say some people, I could never make my home look as nice and cozy and charming and pretty as yours looks. That's not true. Quick atti- it, I've it, been it to your like home. Me, I've been uh, to the home that you just abandoned and never went back to. But that took us a, a long time to kind of get together. Like my sister's really good at that too. And it is it is a skill really being able to pull a house together, you know, whether it's a big house or a small house. But um, I also had help from our stagers from the first house. That when we were selling but, our house, they helped us stage it. And then I asked them to help me with this. Well, and I just used that. I just like went with the newborn thing. But even even so, you know, like don't. <laughs> but don't. I mean, it is it is something you're really good at doing. Mm-hmm. Your old house was like that before you decided to sell it too. Whereas, oh, I can live. My dad renovate. We grew up renovating homes all the time, and I can live in a half finished house. I cannot for a really insane. long time. Jeremy's going a bit insane. He can't. And I mean, I can do that for a while. So it, it, it just depends. Some people are better at that than others. Yeah, and I think the more anxiety I have. Like, I cope by wanting to present myself better. So, like, in the past, if I was, like, putting on a lot of makeup and had my hair done, if my hair was blown dry, it meant that I was, like, kind of on the edge. Like, things are falling apart. It, it meant that you weren't very together. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like an inverse relationship between, like, the outer appearance and inner turmoil. And I I hope people realize that when they they see these pictures that a lot of people aren't, or maybe sometimes they are happy and like, you should be able to celebrate that too, but it's just such a weird. Uh, well, so yeah. it's not necessarily your photos. Cause those were also family photos. So it wasn't yeah. just, we're just frolicking in the yard. Yeah. Looking and this, this wasn't way even a personal <clears throat> thing. This is me reading yeah. somebody else talking about somebody else. And yeah. I'm projecting myself into the whole situation. I think, I do think it is when you see, <laughs> I, I went to um, this premiere for the show and beforehand the, the, but the guy's girl, the other actor's girlfriend, who's very lovely, but she's on social media a lot, and everything always does look perfect. Mm-hmm. But then she said, "Let's take a picture before we go." And a special light came out, and it took forever to do. And I Whoa. thought, "Oh, this is, is that how she does it? It's like yeah, a real, yeah, it's thing. a real thing." And then I realized that that's the case. I've noticed some of my other friends, maybe not to that degree, but I'll see their pictures and I'll see, and I just think, "Oh," or I'll see the photo and I'll have been there, um, and I'll think. It, there was a very different feeling in reality yeah. as to what was happening in that You're photo. You're like, so I was in that photo, yeah, and they photoshopped like, me out. No, <laughs> <laughs> when I was there, I guess it wasn't cool enough. No, but I, but you know, you do see the photos, and and the, and then when you compare it to if you were yes, if you were in there, real life. 
yeah, it's not the same. And then sometimes some of the most magical moments aren't yes. in the photo. Or if they right. are, the photo just looks so dull. Yes. You know, they, they can't, they don't always match. It's very yeah. true. The photographer with our situation, she was so wonderful because she would just follow the, she would just follow Sabrina around. And then like Sabrina, the first thing wasn't wearing what I wanted her to wear yet, but Sharon just follows her around and it doesn't matter. Yeah. And those are the magical ones, right? When yeah. you just get out of the way. I'm glad I did some prep work. I'm glad that like her room, all the stuff was shoved into the closet. Again, what people don't see. Yeah. Um, I was also so grateful that I'm not a lifestyle blogger because I would have an ulcer. Like, oh, just that would forget be, it. It would be hell on earth exhausting. for me. I could not do it. You have to it. be a certain kind of person you for that, too, You have to enjoy too, that, yeah. and I don't. I'll yeah. do it because I like pretty pictures, <laughs> and I'll do it maybe once a year um, or once every few years. I have this big idea that I'm going to have a new website for Tommy Mama, so that was part of it. But, like, the closet is was full of all of her junk, and that's what we always have to remember. There's always a closet full of junk. Oh, yeah, there's always. In the new year when everyone's, like, trying to be inspired to have new bodies and blah, 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 like start these new lives. Just remember there's always stuff in the closet. Like just. Yeah. And it, well, I also think it's just, this is so maybe easier said than done, but you really can't compare. Mm-mm. You know, everyone's situation is so different. Everyone's so different. outlook and perspective is so different. You can't. You, you have you no idea compare. what they're working with either. Yeah. You have and no you idea what they're working to, with. Like, you and cover up or from their past or like you just don't know yeah and there's always going to be someone more together more stylish everyone's way more miserable than they seem rachel (laughs) is what i'm trying to say that is true that is not true for you you genuinely are like you are uh what's the stuff i don't cook so i wouldn't know the on pans teflon teflon Teflon. you're teflon teflon's toxic is it yeah it is isn't it um well you're toxic and glossy (laughs) Uh, no, it's nothing sticks to you. Like you're, um, you're so resilient. I my my sister and I are both quite. Re- I do think we are quite resilient, and I think it's our. My mom is our mom is the longest surviving lupus patient that they know of. She's had it since she was eight years old, and I think there's something about uh, in the world that they know of documented what? Mm-hmm. because. Yeah, I mean, well, at least in North America. Wow. Mm-hmm. We were the first lupus babies born. Do- like I said, documented, because I'm sure babies were born to women who had lupus and they didn't know that they had lupus. Well, Rachel, why didn't we lead with this? <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is ruined. Wait, what? This is yeah. insane. Yeah, so I think that, but I do think that that has given us, um, we were, and my mom was a very involved, is, is well, but especially when we were little, is a very, was a very involved mom and uh, an incredible mom. Ironically, I think she was a lot like Jeremy's mom, who um, she, I never got to meet her because she passed away when he was 24, but they, they seemed to have the same kind of zest for life. And But we were independent in a way that other kids weren't, like we were making our lunch when we were six and, and doing things like that. And we're very, I don't know, I, th- I think it gave us a resilience and gave us maybe an understanding of like, we'll, we'll both take things in when they happen to us. It's mm-hmm. not as if we are in denial that they've happened, but then we have... When I speak to other people who've had things happen to them, and they'll be, you know, still really dealing with it years later, mm-hmm. and, and it obviously depends on 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 mm-hmm. what it is. But uh, I, I think that comes from my mom and living with someone who's who has a chronic illness. I think it just changes your your view of life and how you deal with things, and it comes from the way she dealt with it and deals with it. I think. So before you were pregnant with Maxine, you were mm-hmm. pregnant with twins. Mm-hmm. I was, 
Yeah, I was, the first time we tried to get pregnant, we got pregnant with twins, which I was, they run in my family. My aunts are twins. My cousins are twins. They have twins. They're on each side. Um, And I remember when I heard they were twins, I was really scared, really, really scared because my nephews at that time were only 18 months apart and they're adorable, but they were bananas at that age. And I remember thinking, if we have boy twins, it's it's going to be insane. And But I was excited as well. I was really excited. And then um, at a really early miscarriage, we it was a missed miscarriage. So the heartbeat stopped developing at, I think, six weeks in one day. And that was, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have had miscarriages. And that, what I think was the most difficult about that was just waiting for it to happen and not knowing mm-hmm. when it was going to happen. And also, you know, my sister had lost Charlie, which I think... Well, you had she to had a stillbirth, and um, long-time yeah. listeners will remember that two. Oh God, it was a year ago. Yeah, so over a year ago, a year ago. Um, our first pregnancy loss episode. Rachel read Georgina's piece, stillborn, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. So you had already experienced that through your sister. I had experienced that, and then my mom had a baby who. Um, now they would have been able to detect it at 20 weeks, but was incompatible with life. And he only lived, I think, for, he was he was her firstborn, my parents' firstborn, who was only, he only lived for a few weeks. Um, and so I, it was something I was obviously very, and I'm if we have a second, it's something I'll still be afraid of, mm-hmm. even though it's not genetic or hereditary, um, or not hereditary. Um, so, yeah, that, that was really hard. And then I was really nervous when we got pregnant with Maxine, that, the same thing would mm-hmm. happen. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't think it was real until I was really nervous for that 20 week test as well. Cause then I was nervous right. about, whereas I think, you know, people want to get by initially the first eight weeks mm-hmm. or, um, and then I was nervous to find out that she'd be compatible with life and she was, and everything was great. But that, that actually shook me quite a bit, but I went right into working after that. Um, did working help you cope or keep you busy? It wasn't the most positive working experience for me. Yeah. It definitely kept me busy, but it I guess it gave me something else to sort of think about. Um, it gave me a place to put my emotions, I found, <laughs> you know. But I, I do think that's something, because then when you do talk to people about it, it seems like almost everybody's had a miscarriage. Yeah. I mean, I know it, it, it there are can so be that high, but others. Do yeah. you, if there was one thing you would say to a mom out there who might be experiencing this? Um. I think let let yourself grieve. I do think that's very important. Uh, talk to the right people about it because people love to, uh, it's funny that I'm offering advice, but people love to offer advice and it's often, I think people mm. don't know what to say. So people can say things that, you know, isn't, isn't very helpful. Um, but I, I, I do think even if, if you have had one, there's some comfort in knowing there's, it's probably difficult knowing that so many women go through it, but so many women experience it and so many women go on to have healthy babies. And I think that that's, that's promising. Like I would, I would see my friends who had had miscarriages and then I'd be holding their baby or looking at their baby. I think that's promising. And now a little Maxine. And now a little Maxine. Yeah, well, not so little Maxine. <laughs> she, she's, uh, she's, she's heavy. She's so well, I mean, like when I was trying yeah. to keep, I was just imagining you walking up that hill with her on your hip. Pushing the stroller with the other arm. Oh my God, you're insane. You're like a lumberjack. 
You're like a supermodel lumberjack. It makes no sense. Yeah, the dissonance. It's like confusing. Um, so uh, with work, to close it out, so you went back to work. Do you, you're pretty no-nonsense when you're on set. And I want you to give us some tips for like how to uh, be more direct in our own lives. Well, I think I'm no nonsense. I mean, I like to have a really good time on set, but I, but I realize if I, I noticed that I would try and get things across, and sometimes they would just get buried in all this in other words. I think, and I would I would be observing people. Kind of, it depends on the person. Some people, if someone's not a good communicator, I should say. Mm-hmm. And there just seemed to be all this other stuff in the way that made it really confusing, and you had no idea. It's like, like listening like, to me on the podcast, <laughs> or like me because I'm so tired, like just rambling. But it, but, but it was very We're difficult so to everyone. see, to see what us. you know what was. It was like spaghetti conversations. You didn't know where one part of the noodle began and the other ended. Mm. And <laughs> literally <laughs> described the Tommy Moms. Tommy Moms, the spaghetti podcast. <laughs> spaghetti podcast. And I, I think I just found if 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 I were you know always polite and respectful and direct. It was the most a the most effective use of time because you're always mm. kind of on the run and you didn't have to deal with a lot of bullshit. Like there was just so much, mm-hmm. so much bullshit sometimes where it just I'm like, why are people talking about this? And it's all about egos and these other things. So I found myself it's it's in very specific circumstances. Like I said, if the communication's good, you just kind of mm-hmm. talk and you're relaxed and it's it's normal. But when communication's not very good, and I don't know if this is most effective, but it's what I find to be effective is I I almost speak in the imperative. And I'm kind and polite, but I just have to be really direct because then there's nothing cluttering what I'm saying. And so be then direct. someone can't say, well, you said this. So, you you know. So mainly. will you let there be a pause then? Like you'll let there be an awkward pause. You'll just oh, sit in I, it. I, I will let there be a very awkward, a long, <laughs> awkward pause. Because I, I yeah. remember once I was being pressured to do um, be naked in the start of this movie. And we had signed a nudity writer where I'd be wearing a robe and just kind of looking over my shoulder. And the director came in. And he said, well, we need you. I didn't know that you weren't going to be naked. And I said, you you did know that, but it's in my nudity writer. And then he just said, well, the movie's not going to work if you're not naked in this first shot. And I said, well, like I said, I signed this nudity writer, and I, I don't agree. I think it will work. It, it would have been completely gratuitous. Um, so I'm, I'm not – he said, will you do the nudity? Well, no, I said, so I, I'm not comfortable doing the nudity. I'm not going to do it. And he said, well, we need you to do it. And I said, well, I'm not going to do it. And then he said something kind of threatening. I forget what it was, and oh asked me the question God. again. And I just sat there, <sighs> staring him right in the eyes. And he's threatening your job. Yeah. And I and but I was having this dialogue in my head the whole time, being like, I can't believe he's doing this. I signed this writer, but I stared at him the whole time. And then I would eventually just be like, shrug, mm-hmm. and he'd stare at me. I mean, I mean, like a three minute silence. Wow. And then it would make me smile because for some reason I started to think it was like so awkward. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and he wasn't leaving, which must have just looked kind of maniacal. I was like, your listeners obviously can't see this, but I was I was looking like this. Yeah, it goes back to like the emoji shrug. Like this is yeah, what, I, this, like, what I'm taking away from this whole conversation because the woman with the crib about the like, yeah, well, which by the way, I would have been like that too. I'd be like, well, I don't know where the screws are. What do you want me to do, lady? <laughs> it's your problem. Um, but yeah, to that emoji shrug, like maybe, yeah, like, yeah. maybe it's so funny because I feel like January is all about like hard charging, but I maybe just, I should be more focused on like throughout the week, I'm just going to do the emoji shrug in my head and see where it leads me. Just yeah. shut my mouth and do the emoji shrug in my head and see what presents itself. Well, because every so I time talk I talk myself into a hole, that's, that's what I'll do. Every time I, I, I speak out of discomfort, <laughs> 
I, which I don't know. And it's like, you, you know, it's, it's like, like I, I live there. Oh my God. Well, then I just say things that I don't, sometimes I say things I don't even mean. or of So I've just decided. And then I'm like, but I didn't follow up enough. Yeah. Like even the following up, uh, just uh, when I think about the social media thing that what I wrote about, like not feeling like I'm enough. And then I've, Five minutes later, I'm like, oh, I should do a follow-up to that comment because what they don't understand is this, this, and this. There's always a follow-up. Yeah. And that's the problem. When you start digging that ditch, there's always a follow-up. And yeah. then suddenly you're in China. <laughs> yeah. And if you're just comfortable with the silences or or enjoy the awkwardness of them, which sometimes I do, I think it's kind of, you know, if, if someone's bullying you or if there's... Yeah, you like the power trip. Yeah, it's, it's like just being kind of quiet. <laughs> but my dad, my dad's a master of that. My dad... Well, if he doesn't know what he thinks about something, or he doesn't approve, but he doesn't really want to get in an argument, he'll say, <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. And I realize I've kind of adopted that. Jeremy says that all the Blanchards do that. We just go, mm-hmm. 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 And even my little nephews, he'll say something like, mm. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and it's very noncommittal. It's so avoidant. <laughs> I love it. Mm. Yeah, you're still mm. listening, but mm. it's probably kind of an Oh, that'll flip say. Adam out. <laughs> Oh, that will really mm. make him boil. I can't wait to try it tonight. <laughs> Let's go back inside and have him try it. The men are with the children right now. Um, Hopefully bringing us back donuts. <sighs> I asked for donuts. Yeah, I'm sure Adam. Yeah, yes. Wow, why did I say that? Because earlier today, we, he had to take the dog to the vet for boarding. And he asked me if I wanted anything. And I said no, but I didn't know he was going to REI. So I call him from the consignment shop because everybody got a parking ticket trying to save money at the consignment <laughs> shop. <laughs> this is so insane. And he tells me he's at REI. And so then I go into the classic, I'm just tired and pissy thing of like, well, you're at REI? Like, I would have liked to, like, why didn't you tell me you were at REI? There's like, I have nothing to wear to color. It's going to be like 20 degrees and I've got nothing. I got mad at him and he's like, well, yeah, I asked you if you needed anything. And I'm like, well, I didn't know REI <laughs> was on the table. Yeah. I didn't know you meant, like, you didn't know your options. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh man. So then I know that if, when, you, yeah, when they come back, I, I was just thinking, like, he probably won't have a donut for me because I didn't ask him for a donut because I didn't know that was on the <laughs> Well, Jeremy may forget the donut. <laughs> we'll, we'll report back on that as well. Okay, everybody. Um, follow us on social media at Atomic Moms. Don't follow Rachel because she doesn't believe in it. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, iTunes.com backslash Atomic Moms. Leave a review. It helps us with our ranking and to find new listeners. Um, check out our website, AtomicMoms.com. What else? Oh, our Facebook private page. And uh, I love it when you guys comment on Instagram. I've been having a lot of fun with you guys there. All right, everybody. Until next week, trust in your goodness, live out your greatness, rock on, Atomic Moms.